1: What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. And good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, along with Jeff Bell.
0: Conservative Republican radio host Larry Elder announcing today that he will not run for governor against Governor Gavin Newsom again this year. Elder was considered the strongest potential GOP challenger to Newsom in the 2022 election, but instead he is going to start a new political action committee.
1: Well, that's right, Jeff. Larry Elder finished a very distant second to Newsom in last September's recall, which, as you may recall, the governor defeated 62 to 38 percent, the exact same margin by which he won election in 2018. Elder did emerge as a very strong fundraiser who galvanized the Republican Party base. He got more than three million votes. He was easily the top replacement candidate. But of course, the recall lost badly. But Elder was still seen as, uh, you know, the most viable big name for 2022 simply because of that fundraising ability and the name recognition Uh, Instead, he's decided not to run a second time. He's launching a new political action committee. He's calling Elder for America PAC, and he says it'll raise money to help Republican congressional candidates around the country try to take back the House and the Senate. Also focus on local elections with a focus, he says, on public safety and education. But Elder will not be a candidate for public office himself again, at least not in 2022, Jeff.
0: Doug, you've been following Elder's path for many months now. Are you surprised by the decision?
1: Not especially. I mean, immediately after the recall, there was a lot of buzz that yes, this was a guy who had made a name for himself, who had established himself as sort of the the, the big name in the Republican Party in California, because he raised so much money in just, you know, two months and got so many votes. Uh, on the other hand, he got destroyed in that election. I mean, it wasn't close. And he made it a lot easier for Gavin Newsom to make it a referendum on Elder as opposed to a referendum on Newsom. So um, initially after that, we thought, oh, he can run again. But as the months went by and he wasn't making much noise and not out there raising money, I thought it became pretty clear that he probably wasn't going to run again. And so it's not a huge surprise that at this point he decides not to. I don't think there were a lot of people staying up at night wondering whether Larry Elder was going to run again or not.
0: Okay, so he starts this pact. Do you think he has ambitions for political office elsewhere?
1: Maybe, but I think he probably saw that he's good at raising money and he's good at... Remember, this is a guy who's been on the radio for a long time. He's good at... at speaking his mind and, and moving opinion. And it's harder when you're actually running for office. Look how many things came back to haunt him, how he was attacked for so many things he said. When you're a radio host and you're running a pack, you can say those things a lot more safely than you can when you're actually running for office and your name is on the ballot. I don't see a path for him. I mean, if he wanted to lo- run for a local congressional seat, there are certainly districts where he could do that. Uh, maybe he's thinking statewide down the line, but I think in the short term, no. There's nothing obvious. There's also talk that maybe he could be Donald Trump's run Running mate, uh, there's always that possibility. He's got sort of a national profile, but in California, I don't really see a path for him at this point.
0: So, with Larry Elder's announcement today, are there other Republicans who are likely to get in the race now?
1: Yeah, you know, here's the thing: the primary is five months away. I mean, we're talking about a June primary this year, uh, and no one's running yet, or no, you know, no one significant has declared to run against either Gavin Newsom or Senator Alex Padilla. So, uh, down the ballot, there's some some contenders for things, but at the top of the ticket. You know, there's nobody challenging Gavin Newsom yet. It's not a huge surprise given that he just beat back a recall in a landslide and he's a prohibitive favorite for November. Kevin Faulkner is sort of the obvious other big name, a uh, more moderate candidate, former mayor of San Diego, considered before Larry Elder got in the race as the guy most likely to maybe have a shot statewide among Republicans because he's not a right wing ideologue. He's more in the middle. He's more palatable to a lot of no-party no preference moderate voters. He has not said yet whether he'll run again. He's talking about it. We've been in touch with his campaign. Uh, he's thinking about it. He said he'll make an announcement soon. I wouldn't be surprised if he does run because there's that vacuum there. But it's not likely he would do that much better than Larry Elder did. Then there's John Cox, who, of course, has run twice. Would the third time time be the charm? Probably not. Uh, and then you've got other people, uh, you know, state lawmakers, members of Congress, somebody might make the run. But at the moment, there's no one obvious other than Faulkner.
0: So when we take a look at the recall election versus the upcoming primary, the fact that Larry Elder stood out so quickly in the recall bunch, does that that speak to what's going to happen necessarily with the upcoming primary and general election or not necessarily?
1: Not necessarily because Larry Elder had this platform of being on the radio and he had name recognition among conservative voters, which made it easy for him to raise money. A lot of people, he got people excited. Who is there like that who's going to step up unless it's some, you know, millionaire businessman or somebody or woman or somebody with a higher profile like Elder? Your more typical politician is not going to excite people that much and be able to raise that much money that quickly, especially when it's seen probably as somewhat of a lost cause, although no one will say that officially among Republicans, in taking on Newsom in November. Now, that's a long way off. Things can happen with the pandemic and other things between now and then. But at the moment, it's tough to see anybody mounting really a, a strong challenge to Gavin Newsom. And you've got five months to raise money and get yourself on the ballot and, and you know, get into the 30s at least so you make it onto the november ballot remember it's a top two primary uh high 20s you'd probably need or 30s to make the ballot so i i don't think you're going to look at that lightning in a bottle move that larry elder managed to to generate
0: let's talk about the other big statewide race this year that is the senate campaign with appointed senator alex padilla running for a full term any republican challengers emerging there yet
1: no. And there's another one where somebody's got to step up and run against him. This is a guy who hasn't been elected yet to the Senate. He was appointed, of course, by the governor to replace Kamala Harris. Um, he's obviously a formidable candidate, too. He's got everything behind him, the money, the labor unions, the party apparatus. Uh, it's going to be a tough challenge to take him down. And no one has stepped up to do that yet either. And the Republicans need somebody for these uh, two elections, or, you know, at at least a sacrificial lamb, they actually are setting their sights a little lower. The Republicans know they've got a good shot at flipping half a dozen seats, uh, you know, the the various swing seats uh, in House races to help them take control of Congress nationally. Uh, Hee Chen from Stanford is a pretty viable contender for the state controller job. Um, He's uh, raising a lot of money and maybe has a shot there. There are some other down-ballot races where they've got more viable contenders. But remember, a Republican has not won statewide since Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's that's a long time, uh, and it doesn't at the moment look like there's anyone who can do that this year.
0: And Doug, before we wrap things up, tell us what you think the big issues are going to be uh, for the primary and then by the general. I mean, it's kind of hard to extrapolate, but we can assume that COVID and crime are going to be big issues here?
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty obvious that for the next few months going into June, COVID dominates everything. I mean, it depends what happens with Omicron and then beyond that. Um, but in the near term, that remains the top issue. Uh, vaccine mandates, how you manage the schools, mask mandates, all of that, that has to be the top issue. If we pull out of this pandemic and things start to, to wane a bit, we hope, then you get back to crime, homelessness, economic issues, the things that were dominant before the pandemic hit, but certainly the short-term, it's the pandemic. And yes, uh, as you mentioned, crime. I mean, that, crime has been up in, in a lot of areas, and it's been a, a hot issue, and it will remain so. And th- those are probably the, the two prongs people challenge Democrats on as we head into June and then beyond that, November. But as you said, November is a long way off, but we'll be here to follow it for you. We'll hear from a lot of those candidates in the months ahead. Remember, you can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available at KCBS Radio and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.